Welcome to Activate with Pastor Christian Newsom, a podcast of Journey Church International. Thanks for listening. My name is Brandon, and joining me today is Pastor Christian Newsom, lead pastor of Journey Church International in Lee Summit, Missouri. Let's just jump right into our conversation today. Pastor Christian, we are in a powerful series entitled Death by Distractions. We are learning to limit distractions in our life that keeps us from passionately pursuing Jesus. And we've been challenged and we've challenged people to take back their life by becoming more intentional with what matters most. So what are some of the stories you're hearing from people and how are they how are they activating this challenge in their life? Well, I think the big thing is the subtitle of the series, which you've said twice, right? Take back your life. So, you know, the thought of death by distraction is, listen, we're not thriving in life. And our mission as a church is to help people really become passionate in their faith. We want to see people become fully devoted followers of Jesus. We want to produce real disciples. Most of the Christians in our church desire that, but their life is too distracted to obtain that. So we have to teach people how to cut back some things, how to prune. We talked about in John chapter 15, cut, you know, cut off the things that are negatively impacting you spiritually, cut back the things that just don't leave enough time. Uh, and this week we talked about seven areas of spiritual priority responsibilities that are really important. And I think we're just seeing people be much more intentional about that. They're really trying to pause every day. They're trying to figure out how how do I rearrange my week so I can withdraw weekly uh, to have some good time spiritually with God and with my family. This challenge of quiet quieting quarterly, the world doesn't offer that, um, but people need it. I, I think giving people not just a challenge, but permission. Uh, hey, tell the coach you can't practice this weekend. Um, tell the nursery you can't serve this weekend at church. Tell the lead usher you can't be an usher. You're going to take four Sundays a year, and you're really just going to be with your family and have some intimate moments as a family. And then I think this thought of people pursuing family vacation. What, so what are we hearing? We're hearing people say, you know what, when we found out what was most important in life, we realized we didn't have time for that because right now our life is overblown with kids' activities. Right now our life is overblown with a second job. Uh, Right now, our life is overblown with some hobby that helps one of us, but not all of us. So we've heard parents say, we're going to take a season off of sports and just try to kind of relook at things in life. We've had people say, I'm going to, you know, kind of fast from Netflix for a month because I realize I can spend more time with family and friends uh, and with the Lord if if we do that. We have people actually looking at trying to figure out how to take a family vacation uh, for the first time in years where they all go away together. So I, I think it is a vision of life that's healthy that's strong, along with a challenge that I think probably gives people permission more than it nudges them. They want to do it, uh, so they're glad to be reminded that it's important. So you continued uh, this past weekend with uh, with the series, and your message on Sunday was entitled Jars of Clay. Um, you revealed in your message two secrets to a more passion, to more passionately pursue Jesus. And I think many people who are listening today would say, yes, I, I want to do that. I want to more passionately pursue Jesus. You mentioned the first secret was that we need to understand that we need, we are spiritually dependent on weakness. Um, dependent on weakness. I just hear that phrase and it's, it's, it sounds like a paradox to me. Can you, can you briefly summarize what Paul was teaching here in second Corinthians? Yeah. So Paul is saying one of the strongest things that can happen in our life spiritually is to realize our weakness. 
but you have to understand the goal of Christianity in order to understand that statement. So, so let me ask you a question and, and, and our listeners can answer this question as well. You don't know that I'm asking you this question. So I'm curious to hear what you say. What would you say the goal of Christianity is? I would say the goal of Christianity is to pursue Jesus in every aspect of my life. Right. Which I would say that certainly is a, a portion of it. But if you ask me what the goal of Christianity is, I would say intimacy with Jesus. Like the goal of Christianity is intimacy with Jesus. I think a lot of people think the goal of Christianity is spiritual strength. And if we pursue spiritual strength um, and the things that lead to spiritual strength, we may not really become intimate with Jesus. Let's let's look at it in terms of a weight room, right? Um, when we're strong in the weight room, we don't need a spotter. If the goal is strength, we really don't need anyone. But if the goal is intimacy... You always want to be attempting to lift a weight that you cannot get by yourself. You actually have to get to the point of exposing your weakness to bring in help that allows you to develop an intimate relationship. And I think a lot of people, when they pursue strength, they feel strong. Um, and when they feel weak, they feel alone. But the reality is, when the goal of Christianity is intimacy with Jesus, you have to press yourself to a point of weakness so he can step in and help you. Because that spotter, you build an intimacy with that spotter when your life depends on them doing something for you that you cannot do for yourself. And it's the same thing spiritually. That's why Paul said, learning to rely on God has really been the strongest thing that can happen to me because my intimacy with Jesus increased when I realized he steps in most where I'm weakest. So that's so countercultural, right? So culture is teaching us that you're strong because you can do it yourself. Yeah. Culture says, be strong, be strong, be strong, be strong. Um, we should be teaching in the church, the adults, the same thing we teach the children. Remember the first worship song most Christians learn is Jesus loves me. This I know for the Bible tells me so. And that song says we are weak, but he is strong. We don't like, we don't like to embrace weakness. We don't like to teach on weakness. As a matter of fact, we, we teach against it. Um, you know, we help people confront their weaknesses so they can be strong. Paul says embrace weakness so you can be close to the one whose strength you really need. So you stated in your message as well, um, Sunday, recognition of our spiritual weakness is not fatal, but it's essential if we want to stay close to Jesus. How is recognizing spiritual weakness absolutely essential? Yeah, well, what we talked about on Sunday was this. Every hurt in our life, every weakness, every thought of, I can't do this, every fear, um, every emotional weakness is a doorway that gives us access to spiritual strength. I mean, that that is, I don't want to say it's the purpose of weakness, but when it becomes the realization of weakness, all of a sudden we have spiritual strength. Every hurt in your life is nothing more than an unlocked door that gives you access to spiritual strength. Um, emotional hurts are really more nothing more than reminders to pray. Fear is an incredible spiritual trigger if it reminds you to pray. Um, bitterness and hurt feelings can be an incredible spiritual trigger if they remind you to reflect on Jesus. Uh, emotional hurts are really nothing more than alarm bells that it's time to have a spiritual checkup. 
Hey, something's wrong on the inside. So we have to have a spiritual checkup on the outside. And I believe our hurts can lead to help if we open the door that they provide for spiritual strength. You say, well, how, how can I recognize spiritual weakness? Um, well, I'll tell you one great spiritual weakness to recognize when you don't believe you have any spiritual weaknesses. Um, your spiritual weakness is pride. And it will keep you from ever really experiencing the strength Jesus wants you to have because the most prideful, strongest Christian is nothing compared to what a weak Christian is when Jesus is lifting the weight for them. Um, so I, I look at hurts. I look at fears. I look at weakness um, as literally an unlocked door to walk in and access the strength of Jesus. And that's what Paul said in Second Corinthians chapter 12. He said, I, I've learned to really celebrate weakness. Because when I rejoice in weakness, really, I'm totally reliant upon Jesus' strength and his strength, is, his strength, his grace is sufficient. It's enough. It's more than enough for what I need. So I really related to your story uh, about your strength coach from college. Uh, you said something like he mentioned to you, if it, if it doesn't hurt, it's not helping. I, c- I could hear him shouting that out at, at you. I hate working out mostly because of the pain. So I had to learn that uh, when I work out, pain the pain that I was experiencing is where the greatest opportunity of growth was for me. So you stated Christians must train themselves to access spiritual strength every day so that their troubles never become greater than their triumphs. Practically, what can we do every day to access the spiritual strength we need so that we can experience that triumph? So the Apostle Paul um, gives gives two tensions in Second Corinthians chapter four, verses sixteen through eighteen. At the very at the very end of the message, uh, Paul says, "Outwardly, we're wasting away." Like that is that is one reality of life. Everyone listening to this podcast, outwardly. They're wasting away. I mean, it, it just is the way that life works. We are fragile, broken vessels living in a very fragile, broken world. So Paul says, outwardly, we're wasting away, but inwardly, we're being renewed day by day. That first part is true of everyone. Outwardly, we're wasting away. That second part can be true of everyone, but they have to choose to access it. Paul says, outwardly, we're wasting away, but inwardly, you have the ability to be strengthened day by day if you'll focus on eternity, if you'll focus on the things that are unseen, if you'll focus on the spiritual. So Paul here gives us a, a little secret in that, hey, you know, things are going to be hard in life. But if you will day by day, like one day at a time, every day, if you'll access that spiritual strength, you'll have the ability to be renewed, but it only comes one day at a time. Most Christians only feel close to Jesus on Sunday because it's the only day they allow their spirit to be renewed. But Paul said you get you can renew your spirit day by day, every day. But that renewal is usually only enough for one day. It's like the manna that used to fall from heaven when the Israelites were on exodus from Egypt to Israel. They got it one day at a time, but every day they had to fill up. And Paul says you have the ability to fill up every day, but that filling only lasts for one day. So tomorrow you have to do it again. So what does that look like? That looks like carving out a period every day in your life. We, we're, we've been calling it depart daily in this series, carving out a, a period every day to just plug in spiritually to Jesus through his word, through worship music, uh, through spending some time in prayer. 
through going to a small group. Just take time every day to be renewed for that day. But no, you know, like like the 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 pumpkin um, that turned into a, a, you know a beautiful chariot to take Cinderella to the ball, and then at the end it turned back into a pumpkin. That spiritual strength lasts for twenty four hours. At midnight, it goes away, and you have to start all over again to get back to the spiritual ball. Day by day, you can be renewed, but it's one day at a time. So we we've given people challenges to hey try to read the Bible. Uh we've given people challenges to hey grade yourself on your spiritual responsibilities. Um but this week we gave people a 21 days of fasting and prayer booklet where we asked people this month in the month of February uh, to basically take 21 days during the month of February. If you can take 21 in a row that's great. But if not just give give me 21 of the 28 days. And spend time walking through this very well-designed booklet. Spend time being renewed one day at a time through fasting and prayer. Say, what is fasting? I think we've got more than 10 different ways in the booklet of how you can fast. But fasting is no more than our no distractions challenge. Fasting is taking something out so you can put something more important in. We believe you can't just add Christianity to a distracted life. You have to get less distracted so you can be more focused on Jesus. So we're saying, for 21 days, pull something out so that you can put Jesus in and day by day, you'll be renewed outwardly. Every day you're dying. We get it. Life is hard inwardly. Every day you can be thriving, but only one day at a time. And you have to every day, keep going back to it. So I think if our listeners and if you don't go to our church, man, I pray that uh, you'll send us an email and ask how you can have access to this 21 days of fasting and prayer booklet. We'll email it to you if you email us at uh, activate at takethejourney.cc. Um, but, but I would say just every day, every day, um, spend some time being renewed and watch how your life begins to come alive. So this entire series has been a great way to launch 2018. Uh, I, I, just a personal question for you, Pastor Christian, what's your been your biggest takeaway? Yeah, for me, it was the 1%. I think it was the most convicting, challenging, inspiring part of this entire series. 60 minutes in an hour, 24 hours in a day. I think there's 1,440 minutes every day. 1% of that is 14.4 minutes or just about 15 minutes. If you will spend 1% of your time you will be able to read through the entire Bible in a year, plus have time for journaling and reflecting, reflection and saying a little prayer. Uh, when, I, when I realized that statistic, 1%, I look back to the days that I didn't have time to spend time in the Word, to spend time journaling, to spend time in prayer, and there was only one conclusion that I could come to. I was not too busy those days. It just wasn't important. Because if something is important, you'll give it 1% of your day. And I spent about the first 10 days of this series, I spent in Israel, right? So I preach on January 7th. I head over to Israel with some folks from our church and with some ministry leaders from around the country who are looking to figure out how to connect in Israel like we are. Uh, and when you're in Israel, I mean, your world's upside down, right? You're eight hours ahead. Um, you're up every day very, very early. You're touring like crazy. You get to bed very, very late at night. Um, and normally that would be a time for me where maybe I wouldn't read my Bible every day. Maybe I wouldn't pray. I mean, I'm walking in the footsteps of Jesus. I kind of saw the Bible. Isn't that good enough, God? Yet I'm wearing this year this white no distractions band. And as I'm laying in bed trying to find some English station on the television just to let my mind veg out for a minute, I keep seeing this band on my wrist and I keep hearing it 1%. 
so Christian, you don't have one percent for me today. And I was more faithful in my Bible reading time, in my journaling, in my prayer this year in Israel than I've ever been before because I realized it's only one percent of my day. Like if I would just give Jesus one percent of my day, I can be renewed every day. Think about that. Think if you only had to spend one percent of your income every day on something that would allow you to fill up, how willing you would be to do that. So God asks us to give one percent of our day, just that one percent I believe of your day can lead to renewal. And if you can figure out how to cut out the distractions to do that, uh, I believe you can begin to take your life back. And like I said last Sunday at Journey, I think it can lead to a life that is not only full, but that's fulfilling. Um, and that, that's a really big deal. All of us have lives that are full. Not all of us have lives that are fulfilling. What if they could be full and fulfilling at the same time? I think the plan of God is for that to happen. And this series has challenged me, my wife, my kids, uh, I think our staff, all of our church, to try to make that a priority in 2018. It's been a great challenge for me personally. So thank you, Pastor Christian. And thank you for tuning in to the podcast today. We, we hope our conversation has been helpful to you. And if it has, please share it with a friend or a family member so that we can continue to get the word out about this uh, incredible resource. And we'll catch you next time on the Activate Podcast where we challenge you to build a faith that is active. Thank you for listening to Activate with Pastor Christian Newsom, a podcast of Journey Church International. If you are ever in the Kansas City area, we would love for you to join us for one of our Sunday worship experiences. You can find out more information about JCI on our website at takethejourney.cc. Also, if you have enjoyed this podcast, help us get the word out and show your support by subscribing, rating, and reviewing on iTunes or Google Play. Please share this episode with all your friends on social media. Thanks again for listening, and we will catch you next time on the Activate Podcast.